This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Ring. We're back here to talk about uh, some happenings in the NFL, always happenings uh, in the NFL <laughs> in the offseason, especially uh, through free agency heading into the draft. There's always lots of chatter, Dylan. The, the biggest thing is trying to figure out uh, what chatter is true and uh, what chatter is uh, complete smokescreen. Uh, well, one thing we know for sure is that uh, there's a certain trade that was not a smokescreen. Um, it was actually the real deal, and, uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, absolutely, with the Niners trading up there to the third pick. I'm, like you're saying about the smokescreens, I, I, you know, just given the history of John Lynch in this front office, I feel like it's not so simple as just we're trading up to draft our guy, like you're saying. They might be There might be a little more going on here than we're, <laughs> we really know about. Maybe they feel like – who knows if they'll end up trading back? I don't. At this point, there's a lot of maybe the value of that number three pick, maybe as much as uh, Miami, and they should be cheered for all the how they've been able to really get so much out of Laramie Tunsil and continuing to trade back and back, and all these first round picks they're going to have through the, and other picks, even the third rounder. The Niners, I, I don't. I'm just not completely convinced they're just going to sit here and <laughs> be like, well, <laughs> we just have our third best guy. We're, we're comfortable with whoever the Jets are going to take. Maybe a team is going to trade up with the Jets. There's it, it definitely, as you're saying, it's a lot of smoke screens. These are things that, at this point, it's uh, <laughs> every rumor you have to look at a little bit speculatively. It could be there could be a purpose beyond what it's actually saying for whoever the source the source of the rumors. We always say is just as important as the rumor itself. Yeah, for sure. And of course, uh, if you haven't uh, followed it, which I'm sure you have, if you're an NFL person listening to this podcast, the Niners made the big deal. Uh, they pick up the number three pick in the draft, uh, the trade with the Dolphins. Um, which moved the Dolphins back um, to number 12. But after that, the Dolphins made a trade with the Eagles to move back up to number six. Um, so it's uh, it's a very interesting situation because uh-huh. let's just start with the Niners because, as you said, I think there's – certainly if you're the Niners, you're going to move up to number three. It's pretty clear. You're not moving up to number three to take an offensive <laughs> tackle. Um, yeah. you're, you're moving up to number three to get a quarterback. Uh-huh. And I think at this point – all the signs seem to believe that that's going to be Trey Lance potentially. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's Mac Jones, someone like that. Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't see that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's Justin Fields. I think a lot of people seem to be 
sort of the consensus is that they may go for Trey Lance. Um, you know, that we'll talk about the Jets in a second and how that factors mm-hmm. in. But I mean, for the Niners, you know, I heard uh, Michael Lombardi, um, who, you know, someone of a former NFL GM and, and someone that's pretty, um, you know, ingrained when it comes mm-hmm. to the front offices around the NFL, said that basically, you know, uh, for what he said, I think this was on Sunday or maybe it's Saturday, one of the two days, um, that the thought was that the Niners were basically just going to draft a quarterback, uh, depending mm-hmm. on who that is. They're going to let him sit a year behind Jimmy G and then basically let Jimmy G play out and then he's gone. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, we've, we've seen this so many times before. I, mm-hmm. I can't, I just don't feel like the Niners are the type of team that I, I don't know. Like that's an, that's an interesting situation to me because we've seen this before, right? Like we see these situations where guys that, that is the plan. Like you want to let a guy sit behind um, a year, kind of learn everything and then hop in. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to, you know, make that switch if things aren't going well early Mm -hmm. and then just basically full on make the switch, which I guess they have the luxury of doing, but it's an intriguing situation, no matter what, to know that the Niners, you know, Jimmy G is not the Niners quarterback of the future. I don't care what John Lynch <laughs> says. Um, that is pretty clear at this point. Uh, but uh, it, it opens up a lot of possibilities of what they, what they could do, I guess, at this spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you're saying, it's Garoppolo's never really been in this kind of situation. He's, you know, sat behind Brady for so long. And then in San Francisco, he's been clearly the guy for a number of years now. Uh, it's, I'm, you know, there's times when Shanahan made made uh, Nick Mullins look pretty good, but I don't think Jimmy G was uh, scared of. Didn't really feel like anyone was breathing down his neck in terms of trying to take his job. And now it's a different. I mean, we've seen some guys really struggle with this, especially obviously Carson Wentz. And the uh, that's the situation I think of immediately in terms of a guy that you know feels like he's the franchise quarterback, struggles in one year, and then obviously it's a little bit different with Jimmy G's injuries, Carson's and Carson's. But uh, and then you have a quarterback coming in like Jalen Hurts. We saw how Carson just kind of did not handle that well at all. I Maybe Jimmy G will be completely fine, and maybe it will work out, like you're saying. that Obviously, there'll be a ton of pressure on him, a ton of pressure to, on the coaching staff and the front office to make that switch. Um, and it's it, it's funny, too, in terms of, you know, it, this happens every year where the quarterbacks that we're talking about at the end of the college football season, the, the list of, uh, in terms of the order, the pecking order of how we expect them to go in the draft always changes so much as the as we uh, move up here, I mean Zach Wilson. Now it feels like as you're, uh, you know, in terms of the guys that'll be off the board. Trevor obviously has been the obviously the number one pick with Trevor Lawrence there to the Jags and the Jets. Now it feels like Wilson's going there. So that's where you know back at the time it's you know maybe Trey Lance was a little bit deeper down, but it, I, was, I that might make the most sense to me. Even though like you're saying that in terms of, these are the smokescreen rumors. It's the constant Mac Jones stuff that's coming out right now about the Niners. It's like. <laughs> yeah. They could have sat. They could have, you know, they didn't need to trade up to number three, and they right. know that uh, to get him if they really wanted him. So I, I doubt that that's the case. I'm not really sure where the source of those rumors, what the the point is. In turn, I, you know, it would be great for Mac. I that's, that's not dying anything, even to go with the cliche that all of us on NFL podcasts talk about quarterbacks thriving in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I do think Mac Jones would, it would be a great fit for him personally, but. Uh, man, it's yeah, it feels like that's the, the right call. But I, in terms of, you know, letting a guy learn for a year, we've seen some of these guys as rookies look really good, especially last. We're, we're coming off a year where Justin Herbert was putting up top 10 level numbers at certain points of the of the season. Joe Burrow for large portions with them, not a lot of help, put up some really, really great passing numbers in the intermediate parts of the field. He struggled a bit with his deep ball, but even then a few drops here and there could have made those numbers look a little bit better. So I don't I'm not convinced that you have to wait. <laughs> 
um, especially with the values we've talked about of rookie quarterback deals and how much you can build around them. And the Niners, well, aware of that. If they honestly, if they could, I'm sure if they got a good trade for Jimmy G, they would make it. I just wonder what that market is at this point. Um, what teams, other teams really feel about what Jimmy G would be able to do in their system, given that, you know, he hasn't been the best quarterback completely in, with Kyle Shanahan. But it's uh, like you're saying, it's definitely the most interesting situation. The Niners have been right involved they've made some really good trades trading back think of the the bears 49er trade a few years ago where the bears traded up for mitch trubisky even though uh, the niners did pass on some uh, really great quarterbacks and deshaun watson and patrick mahomes that just that, that pick has helped them kind of have the draft capital still be in a position where they can make this move because a lot of teams that would want to trade up did not have the number of picks still available that the Niners have. They, they waited. They, they must feel really good about whoever it is. Maybe it is Trey Lance. It feels to me like that has to be the guy that you – it feels like that they could be trading up for, that they felt like they had to. Um, I do wonder if anyone would look at the Jets and what the Jets are doing. That's kind of the team now that all the attention is on. The value of that number two pick, man, if someone is really obsessed with one of these guys, it's you know the price tag for that, especially when the Jets could be obsessed with Zach Wilson. Uh, it's definitely increasing for sure. Well, we know how this works. The Niners will be linked to every quarterback in the draft before <laughs> we get to the start of the first round. Um, because like you said, there there are going to be smoke screens. There are going to be stuff all over the place linking them to every quarterback that's available. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I think the bigger point is they don't have to trade up to get Mac Jones. They don't have to make those kind of moves. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't I don't think it's going to be Justin Fields. So I just – I think it's um, – yeah, it feels like it's – it's easy to look at it from this point, but like you said, there's also a situation of, well, we look at the Jets now at number two, and mm-hmm. you know what if they make a move? Then all of a sudden, for the Niners, you know what if what if their guy is? Yeah. is you know, it's just <laughs> um, you don't know, and it does seem like Zach Wilson is just the guy for the Jets, which obviously leads to the bigger conversation of uh, Sam Darnold and what's mm-hmm. next there, because I don't see that as a situation where you know they draft Zach Wilson and then he sits a year behind Sam. I don't see that. Um, I think that's just not going to happen. We, we know the jets, like I do, I don't see that situation at all. So, um, that becomes a point where, you know, I don't know, like you feel like, is there a move made before the draft there? I don't know. Like there, there are a lot of different possibilities, I guess, with the jets in this situation now too. Yeah. Albert Breer had a, in his uh, Monday morning quarterback article today, talked about the Steelers as a possible trade destination for Sam Darnold as a the future long-term replacement for Big Ben. So that could, I mean, that would be great for Sam. I feel like that's a pretty good situation to go into. But in terms of the Jets, yeah, I guess it depends on who they're who they're really valuing and where they think other teams value that quarterback. If they are looking at a quarterback, which I feel like they probably are, regardless of whether they trade back, they if say they have Justin Fields, is there still their number two guy? That was the guy that you know going back to the draft that we were. Or so sorry to the season that kind of felt like the number two guy. Now he's fallen back that even with that conversation with the Niners, he, he could be their guy. I mean, it's possible. I haven't heard as many, you know, I haven't seen as many rumors about that, but say the Jets wanted him, they could definitely move back. And I, I just think the value of that number two pick now with, with the Niners trading up and what the teams are probably thinking about with a lot of teams probably value the opinion of the Niners, how well they've, uh, for you know, drafted at other positions and have built that roster up to be pretty deep, despite what happened last year. Uh, man, it's it's going to be interesting. And I, you know, I in past years, I really feel like the Jets were definitely going to figure out a way to mess it up. But as we've kind of talked about with uh, Joe Douglas, I feel pretty good 
about where they're heading. And, you know, they had, a, as we kind of talked about in our last episode, they made some intriguing signings in free agency. I feel like they're definitely on the on the winning side in terms of, obviously, they had a lot of money, made moves that I think are going to make a difference immediately. Depends now what they if they think Sam's a guy or, and if they don't, I just, the value for Sam, it feels like it could, it could increase, I guess, if you didn't trade him and he played really well um, uh, to start the year, if you draft a quarterback and sitting behind him, I just think that's a pretty big gamble. So like you're saying, I, th- I think we could see a couple different situations. We could see them dra- just draft Zach Wilson or whatever quarterback they want at number two, just stick there, not even worry about trading back. They've already, you know, compiled enough draft capital with previous trades. They've done a good job with that recently. Or if they, if they love a guy that they, think the other teams are not trading up for they could still continue to keep that turn and still get the guy they want maybe keep sam but you know trade back and still get more picks the jets are in a really good position i know obviously their fans going back to the season (laughs) is one of the funniest parts of the season was all the jets fans freaking out about them winning a game um and now it's like you know obviously you'd love to have trevor lawrence and i'm really excited to see what he's able to do in the nfl but the jets are not in a bad position by any means and honestly it could end up helping them figure out other parts of the roster as well and hopefully they find a quarterback it's not in terms teams could have contingency plans in terms of the niners like maybe they're worried someone will trade up and take the guy they want i do wonder like how much they're looking at maybe one a and one b with some of these quarterbacks it's it's something that I, you know, you wish you could be inside the inside the conversations with these organizations. A lot of it, as we get on these, all these rumors, it's just you don't really know what's real. Um, and it doesn't. It almost feels like there's more stuff that's probably not revealed about what these teams are really thinking. Uh, clearly, uh, otherwise, teams want to be trading up to draft a guy like Mitch Trubisky a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that stood out, and I, Lewis Riddick had a tweet that just everybody kind of jumped on because we talk about the jets and Zach Wilson mm-hmm. and all this. And everybody was talking about that, that wild throw he made yeah. um, at his pro day. And, and Lewis Reddick put out the, the highlight of basically Sam Darnold making the exact same throw um, <laughs> at one point during the season. I think it was against the, made against the Niners. Um, yeah. And he was just like, you know, basically telling everybody, you really think that Sam Darnold's the reason the jets have been so bad. Um, I get it. Like that's something that we've brought up before. I feel like is we're not saying that the guy's been perfect, but I mean, mm-hmm. the Jets have been a mess. Um, you know, they've got yeah. some things in place now to where you feel like they're mm-hmm. going to be able to move forward. But, I mean, again, it, it's more than just a quarterback there. So um, that that's going to be interesting. But but I feel like at this point it's just gotten to where it almost was like it's at the point of no return. Like, I don't feel like they can go back and have, you know, with Darnold there, I just feel like there's too much yeah. too much speculation, too many rumors. Like, at some point it's just, you know, you're taking a quarterback if you're staying at two and – um, that's going to be it. Like they'll, they'll have to move Sam Darnold. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how it works out there for the jets, but I guess, you know, elsewhere now, as we look at this first round and kind of how it's shaping up uh, at least at the top, I mean, we know where the Jags mm-hmm. are going. Like we said, we know the jets are going quarterback. If they stay at two, we know the Niners are going quarterback, uh, assuming they stay at three, which there's no reason to think they won't. Um, you know, fr- from there, that's where I think things get interesting because we talk about you yeah. know, Mac Jones and fields and, and guys like that, you know, I, I feel like there's still going to be some movement here um, somewhere because, you know, and that's what people are saying, you know, is there actual possibility here that we could see quarterbacks go one through five? I mean, if you're the Falcons, you know, the Bengals that are sitting there at four and five, I mean, you know, yeah. they're gonna, they're, you know, they're going to get opportunities. So it's just um, I think that's another storyline that's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out going into it, too. 
Yeah, I'd be, I'd feel a little bit better about the Falcons drafting the quarterback. I think someone could absolutely trade up to the five pick with Cincinnati. Um, yeah. That could work out for them. It's just, it depends who, who the Bengals really want. They're in a, this, uh, I mean, in terms of this trade and it works out, I mean, it makes sense for Miami. Obviously they move back and they do deserve a lot of credit for, you know, they clearly didn't need one of these quarterbacks. They didn't feel like they were going to get that guy that they wanted, at least at number three. They're, they're looking either still developing Tua, possibly still trading for Deshaun. There's a lot of things going on there in Miami, but this works out perfectly for them based on how they traded they get the extra draft capital but then we look at even the teams around them uh, that don't necessarily at this point like uh, the Bengals the Lions the Panthers like these teams are going to get guys that in some drafts really should be going in the top three or four picks um, I think of Penny Sewell and uh, Jamar Chase and these guys that are really big prospects that have a chance that at really big needs especially for the Bengals and the Dolphins are in great positions where Either one of those guys that fills in a, a huge need at receiver or offensive line. It's especially the Bengals. I feel like you know maybe they would trade back. I just don't know if they're really sold on one guy that's going to make a difference for them and helping protect their their prize number one pick yeah. from last year. Uh, potentially that's where the end of the line of the quarterbacks, but it could happen if they, maybe the Panthers are the team that they could trade back with. Um, Carolina a team that's still you know maybe they could be in the Sam Darnold hunt too who knows yeah. <laughs> they've, they've been up after I mean they were in the Stafford sweepstakes they've kind of it's clear that they're looking for someone at quarterback so they're a team that could sneak up and try to trade up and even if we're talking about the Jets being willing to move down I don't think so at this point like you kind of saying wrapping up with Sam it's you know it, it would be nice to think that he could have a chance to to do some good things with their team as they start to turn it around. Uh, but it, it's a little risky to, to from their stake. And yeah. he still has value on the trade market at this point. It really feels like, so I feel like it would be a little naive to, to go into that situation for the jets, but otherwise, yeah, the Panthers could trade up. I, I still think the Falcons are probably going to draft a quarterback too. That's feels like fields would be a great fit there depending on who the Niners take. If Lance was still available too, I maybe, maybe these are things where if the guys they want, are taken two, three, then maybe they would be willing to trade back with someone that's wants one of those guys. Um, so like you're saying, that's where the intrigue, you know, beyond the first couple of picks, but it, even it's still with those two and three, I, like the Niners might be set there, but I still think that number two pick could be moving back. Um, but I, again, for some of these teams, in this mid range, even the Broncos at number nine, even going back to the Cowboys at 10, these teams have a, a great opportunity now uh, to draft some really, really premier players that are, that should be, you know, two, three picks. It's just teams that are desperate for quarterbacks. We know the value of the position and that's why everyone's going to be trading up and has and already is in San Francisco. And, uh, it works out really well for the next line of teams. Yeah. I feel like like the whole Panthers one is an interesting one to me, like you said, because I just have a hard time believing they're not going quarterback unless they make a trade. And so to, to them, you know, maybe they're one that finds a way to move up. Yeah. Um, because, you know, are the Falcons, could they take Mac Jones? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, I just feel like Mac Jones is probably that, that right fit for the Panthers because we talk about Joe Brady and, um, you know, yeah. someone like that that's there. So I, you know, but that's, I don't know. Like, did they have to move up to do that? Because, you know, the Dolphins aren't taking a quarterback. The Lions mm-hmm. probably not taking a quarterback, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's the, the Lions. Lions, man, though. You don't know. <laughs> so uh, they may, um, but I, I feel like the Panthers are probably the team for me to keep an eye on because I feel like they may actually have to move up to potentially get their guy and feel good about it. Um, but I don't know, like the Broncos, though, like they're the same situation where like I feel like we're we're to that point now with the Broncos where they're – I mean, they're probably going to get a quarterback, I think. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, the Drew Locke thing, I know we talk about it, but mm-hmm. 
you know, that's one that I'm, I'm curious about too. So I, it's crazy though. One of the things you brought up, and I was thinking about this as you were talking, like it is crazy to think that Jamar Chase could go to number six and Devontae yeah. Smith could go at seven or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these two guys Ridiculous. are incredible. And it's just, I mean, could you imagine like the Dolphins? We've talked about it. Like they've got Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, um, Will Fuller, and could you imagine them getting one of those two guys, which is very possible now at number six? Um, yeah. Man, like that is going to be something, I think, if you just consider that. If they were to add one of those guys to that mix, holy cow. Like um, the Dolphins, that's that could be genius yeah. at work there if they were able to pull this off, move back, and get one of those two guys, which, as we said, right now it looks like they, they're probably going to be in a really good position to do that, no matter if anyone trades up or not, because yeah. we think potentially it's coming up for quarterback. So. They could honestly trade back. I mean, I know they traded back up from 12 to 6, but they could honestly trade a little bit back. There's, I mean, yeah. I think the Bengals, as much as I would like to think that maybe it would be it's exciting to think the idea of one of those receivers uh, with, with uh, Burrow, I think they're going to draft a line, offensive lineman. Yeah. I, for their sake, hopefully Penny is still there. He could he could go to the Falcons, I guess, at 4. Um, but there's still other really good uh, prospects out there. Rashawn Slater, I've seen on some of the mocks uh, going to Cincinnati at 5. So, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, in terms of yeah, you know, the fact that I don't even mention Devonte Smith, it's like man, he's gonna he's gonna be somewhere that's gonna be so lucky to have him. And you look at that that mid range, and we, even Kyle Pitts, these guys that are people are saying are you know Kyle Pitts is such a unique skill set for a tight end. I'm really excited to see what he can do. It's a lot of really good players that are falling further down than you think because of yeah, just. More teams than usual, maybe. Maybe not, I guess. But it feels like there's more teams that are like a little more desperate for quarterbacks. I, I do wonder about the Broncos, like you're saying. I don't feel, I, you know, doesn't feel like they're sold on Drew Luck, what they've they've said, what the rumors. It doesn't. This actually doesn't feel like a smokescreen. It feels like they're actually looking to move forward. So you, you end up running kind of the, maybe the wild card is the Falcons. Like they could draft, if they draft Penne, Sewell, and, and do not take a quarterback, then that opens up things a bit more for the two teams I'm looking at here and the Panthers and uh, Broncos that still need quarterbacks. If the Falcons do take a QB and you got one through four quarterbacks, then there's it really depends on that, that value of Mac Jones, what those uh, teams want or Justin Fields really. So, uh, but yeah, like you're saying for the Dolphins, man, this, this fits so well. I mean, they whoever they want. I mean, Chase, Waddle, Smith. I mean, any of these guys, you, you imagine that with the weapons they already have, it's and the fact that again, I mean, that's how you do it. That's that's how you, if you're if you're playing Madden on a franchise mode and you want to make some great uh great, great trades, trading back to get uh you know future picks, but also get the player you wanted anyway. I mean, that's what happened. They're, they weren't going to take a quarterback at three, and now they get two future first rounders. Obviously, they flip another one back to get move up to six because that they they understand they're at number six. That all basically all these guys that they want could want are going to be there still at 12 not the case um probably a lot of these guys are going to be you know pick seven eight nine ten depending on who trades up who stays where uh so man it's uh dolphins are you've uh, been we've been on the dolphin hype train since the <laughs> end of the 2019 season so this is just all working out really well for us yeah we've been on the hype train after the they stopped losing uh 50 something to whatever um in games <laughs> like that but when we 23 went, point underdogs we went from having the conversation of them being the worst team in the history of the nfl to being so far on the bandwagon that it would you know it would take a lot to push us off at this point so um that's how quickly it's changed but hey that's you know what? That's what a head coach can do for you. That's what good drafting, good moves, uh, good personnel yep. decisions can do for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dolphins have had that. All right, we'll wrap up with this. I, I was looking at Pro Football Focus, and their mock draft they released here on, on Monday. 
Um, they've got Justin Fields going to the Niners at three, and then you know they have moving up to number four to trade with the Falcons to take the quarterback. This is the team oh, I think man. you got to keep an eye on the Patriots. Like it's um, oh man, you know, like <laughs> think about it. I mean, this whole because that was one of the things that I think this looked like comes full circle here because people thought that when the Niners made their move, I think a lot of people started connecting and say, all right, well, you could certainly see the Niners trading Jimmy G potentially back to the Patriots mm-hmm. um, as an option. But then I'm thinking, well, they've got Cam Newton, Jimmy. I, I feel like that's just not a good situation. I don't think that would yeah. work out at all. But you know. If the Patriot, the Patriots are a team that still, like, we're not even looking at this. Like, I'm not even saying beyond this season because this season still, like, you don't know what you're getting out of Cam Newton going into this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they just, you know, if you talk about the teams that have the biggest unknowns at quarterback within the next year or two, the Patriots are right up there at the top of the list. Like, they're right up there. And okay. so, I mean, it's, you know, it's not necessarily a Belichick thing. To, I mean, we know like that's just you know it's a team that has kind of prided itself on on finding the the diamonds in the rough at times. But when you have this many quarterbacks that are kind of slated to go that high, I mean, it's I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. Knowing that the Patriots just absolutely loaded up on offense, uh, yeah. We, we know tight. We talked about the tight end signings, Johnny Smith and, and Hunter Henry. Like it's just I don't know, man. I think it's that's probably a team that we have to watch. So. The Patriot offseason way has already changed. So I know, like we're saying, that they're, usually they find the hidden gems. They kind of they'll trade back. They just continue to, to build up capital. They've always really done well with the comp picks in terms of manipulating that system, letting guys go, re-signing them after Kyle Van Noy comes to mind this past year. But uh, I think this is the time we already saw, like you're saying, they, they loaded up in free agency. They're not trying to just sit here and wait to draft a quarterback next season. It feels like they would it would be prudent <laughs> to do it now. Um, so maybe the, it really did make a big difference, them being just three picks behind San Francisco, maybe the value value of that for the Dolphins and obviously not the Dolphins not wanting to trade back with a division rival could have really helped San Francisco maybe that's part of why the Niners were so you know willing to give up so many picks to move up they they realized that they're going to be a lot they weren't the only team looking to trade up to that number three spot now you're saying the Pats I mean they they could sit there still and a quarterback could follow them it depends how really needy these teams uh, that they feel like especially the Broncos and Panthers like if they're if those teams are determined to draft quarterbacks, I feel like it's more likely it's Carolina than Denver. Uh, then it, it gets rough for the Patriots. Probably would have to trade up for someone. I don't think they could sit there and w- wait for Mac possibly to fall or even I mean Trey Lance. We talked about him possibly going number three. It's like I don't you know, the Fields even. I I feel like it's just not gonna. They're gonna have to move up probably. And it, and but again even though this isn't what they're used to doing, they're already out of their normal zone of uh, how they operate in the off season. Uh, so why not just keep going all in? It's, it's a different approach for new England. It, it'll be fun to see how it all works out. Uh, I mean, like you're saying, uh, yeah, Jimmy G just doesn't feel like with cam, like uh, with the two kind of more veteran guys, like how does that really work? I feel like it, it works way better in this situation. I think cam would, uh, by all accounts, loves Belichick, obviously come resigns again without knowing if he's going to be starting or not. I mean, he clearly, as much as what was made of that, how that relationship would work, clearly both sides feel really great about each other. And I think he would embrace having a younger guy under him, uh, you know, while still trying to keep his career going, possibly with another team after the 2021 season. I think he'd really take on that role well. And whoever whoever they get, uh, it might take trading up, though. Uh, yeah. I, as much as it would be nice for them to sit at 15 and maybe we'll be sitting here like, wow, they just sat there at 15 and got a guy that ends up being yeah. a great quarterback. Maybe they don't have to trade up as far. Maybe someone starts falling a little bit and they trade back again with like the Eagles or 
the Chargers or someone like that. I mean, it's it's possible, but uh, more likely they're gonna have to give up some some more picks than they're than they're liking. But yeah, it, it, they they can't just sit around. We saw last season they did not take uh, with this off season. It's clear they weren't just you know <laughs> gonna ride it out. They're they're ready to start winning again soon, uh, immediately if preferably for them and. Uh, yeah, it just makes so many teams that are looking at quarterbacks and not and not just going to settle for guys that they could have signed them in free agency or you know to to be their starter or guys that they could trade for. So many teams that are just looking ahead and really trying to to hit. You know, it's not easy to hit for the quarterback in the draft. We look at you know we briefly mentioned the the Lions. I'm sure they would have as much as they really are you know like what Okuda can do. They would have loved to. <laughs> now their fans love the idea of. Having Justin Herbert, they obviously one pick later he goes, and you just you, you never know. Some of these like Herbert is an example of a quarterback that we weren't really, you know, wasn't exactly the the most coveted. Struggled with his, uh, you know, intermediate deep accuracy and just things that were a little concerning when he had clean pockets, and then he ends up destroying in the NFL. If you feel confident about you know your system and the you know your ability to ve- develop someone, and that guy comes along, you you have to make a jump for it. It's it, you can't wait. You can't. <laughs> You can't hope that you're going to just draft Tom Brady in the sixth round again. <laughs> like it's not, yeah. that does not happen more than once in a in a in a 50, 60 year period of NFL history. So man, it's like, yeah, the, the Patriots can't just rely on that. They're they're going to have to be a little more active, and I think they've already shown they're willing to be more active. I think my my bold prediction. I don't know how bold it is, but I think Mac Jones is either going to the Panthers or the Patriots. I think one of those mm-hmm. two. Because I feel like that's that's the fit. For, I feel like I don't know. There's something about Mac Jones. I feel like Belichick would love. And yeah. Um. But but again, he's gonna have to move up to get him because he's not gonna be there at 15. So, um. I don't know. It's uh. It'll be an interesting. But man, there's there's lots of movement in this uh mm-hmm. this top half of the first round, and I think there's only more to come probably uh, with that. But we'll get more into that, uh, Dylan, as we go uh, into some more discussion as we lead up to the draft, and we'll start looking at specific fits and all that yeah. kind of stuff as we look at teams uh, for some of the contenders, uh, some of the other teams that, that are pretty intriguing heading into the draft. We'll get more into that here on the upcoming episodes of the podcast. But for now, uh, lots of coverage of everything draft-related, uh, free agency, takeaways, all that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, NBA, baseball, lots happening this time of year uh, over at Clutch Points. Yeah, very active. Uh, we have NCAA tournament coverage with betting previews you can follow on clutchpoints.com. We are MLB obviously opening day coming in a few days here so we got you can follow all the MLB games in the app as well as all NBA games yeah we have in terms of the NFL tons of coverage of all these rumors all these reports whether again with the caveats that we you know we don't know the source of all these rumors <laughs> that are coming out but yeah. uh, we'll got all that covered we got a mock draft coming pretty soon and yeah we're only about almost exactly a month out from the draft now so uh, it's going to be gearing up go time it's it was a lot of fun last year uh, prepping for it I'm excited to do it again man Yep, uh, a lot of fun. We had our mock draft last year. That was uh, an exciting time. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do that again this year. And, uh, yeah, lots of lots of stuff uh, all the way in the podcast. So be sure to check everything out at Clutch Points. Subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. You can find us there. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Pass Podcast.